0: God. Let's just all stand, please, if you would. Thank the Lord one more time for this day. Father, we praise you in Jesus' wonderful and holy name. Hallelujah. Let's just all pray together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will be glad and rejoice in it. Give you all the glory and praise and honor, Father, for this congregation of men and women that love you, Love your gospel and desire that the gospel to go forth to the nations of the earth. Father, I pray that you expand and, and, and increase them in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. Thank you for those who pray and give and, and go, Lord. And so we strengthen their steps. And I pray that you strengthen by might, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. That Christ may dwell in their hearts by faith that they may be rooted and grounded in love, that they may together with saints understand the love of God that surpasses all understanding, so that they may be filled of all the fullness of God. So we honor you and bless your wonderful and holy name among us, that you are walking and leading us and teaching us and opening our eyes to the fullness of your gospel. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Now, before you sit down, turn to your neighbor and say, I am a believer. That's a very strong statement. Praise God forevermore. There we go. Uh, again, I want to thank the eldership of the church for having me here this past three days. It's wonderful to be among you and uh, see that the desire and the compassion that you have for the souls of men on this earth. Uh, you know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that the whole creation awaits the sons of God, not the children of God, but the sons of God. Son has nothing got to do with your gender. Son, has got to do with your position. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, Twenty-six, it says, that you all, all by faith, are sons of God. You see, nowhere in the scripture says Jesus was a child of God. He was a son from day one that he was born. He was here to do Father's will. He said, I have come to do my Father's will and to finish his work. That same task Father gave it to us. We are Jesus of the world. The world doesn't read the Bible. They look at us, they say Jesus is a hypocrite or Jesus is a money monger because we've told to the world, if you give $30.50, God's going to bless you. And so the world doesn't like that. And so we have presented a bad gospel to the world. And that's why Christian TV, it's not viewed by majority of unbelievers. You'd be shocked to know how few people get saved in America through Christian TV. Yet we pour billions of dollars into it. And to be honest with you, I can't even handle some of the, the stuff that is going on on TV. And uh, so, anyhow, that's a different story. I only got half an hour and I got to give you a lot of information. Uh, so, what we are saying is uh, the God wants, the, the world is, is craving for the manifestation of sons of God. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Let's read this verse. I got to build you up before I give you all this information. Uh, nonsense about Islam, uh, but Islam has got a lot of nonsense teaching and it scares the heck out of you if you, don't, if you don't got a solid foundation. Notice verse 1 it says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child does not differ at all from a slave, though he's master of all. That word child, nephew, nephew it means a, a milk drinker. As long as an heir, as long as, because the Bible says we join her with Christ Jesus, as long as we are minor in our mindset, we are minor in our spirit man, haven't grown to the maturity of God's truth and God's word, we do not differ at all than a slave, although we're master of all. And so the world is not craving, I said it, children are liabilities. You got to protect them. When my Boy, was little. I had to pat all over my house. My house looked different because I was afraid he's going to hurt himself. I told you, he, whatever he could get hold of, he would, he would exercise it. He would experience it. One time he was in the garage, and he ran from the garage back to the room and showed me the power staple in his hands and a hole in his chest. I said, what have you done? He said, bang. He put that thing on his chest, and he pushed it. And that thing shot in his chest. They couldn't find the, the, the pin. But uh, you have to watch him all the time. Not a son. Son is an asset. Son wants to manifest. The difference between a son and a child is this. A son manifests the glory or the life and the nature of the father. If I take your child, Dory's child, or not Dory, uh, my brother from Kyrgyzstan, you got a little baby, Brian's. If I take that child and put it in my family, you would not notice that that's not my child. But if I take his son or uh, Terry's son, how old is your oldest son? 24. 24. The youngest one, he's probably seven feet tall by now. (laughs) You will notice that he is not my son, but he's Terry's son. He looks like him. My boy, my daughter is sitting back there she looks like me. My son looks like me. Why? They have developed the characteristics of the father, of the parents. So the world awaits, the Islamic world, there's not a bunch of kids to go there and preach the gospel to them. And you say, they say woo to you and you get scared. No. They want masters. They're looking for leaders. They're looking for sons of God. Who can tell them you can overcome in this life? This is what you need to do. You see, if they grab me, the moment the Muslims grab my hand, I become their master. That's what they did with Jesus. The moment that Roman soldier stuck his spear on the side of Jesus and blood came out and touched that Roman spear, it wasn't within, it was within 200 years. Jesus throt upon all that entire kingdom. The moment they arrest you, if you're a son, if you're a kid, you whine. But if you're a son, if they put you in their prison, why God has allowed you to go to prison? Because those prisoners have never heard the gospel, and you're the only son who can preach to them. So when they put you in there, you become master of that Islamic prison. There was a brother they arrested in Colombia, put him in a prison. He got the entire prison saved. They took him out and put him in another prison. Wherever they put him, he got everybody saved. They said, this man is dangerous inside and outside. Let him out. (laughs) Hallelujah. Say, we shall reign in this life. And the world, the Islamic world, awaits the manifestations of sons of God. So if you're not a son, don't you go out. Don't you say I'm a missionary, because we all are missionaries. Forgive my language. I told you I'm my last day. i got to hit you as hard as I can now. <laughs> Islamic world does not sin, need a bunch of wimps. They need sons of God. They need Jesus. I, there's a word in Swedish called yestalt. means somebody who looks like him. Hallelujah. It was like this uh, uh, Sikh man by the name of Sun- Sundar Singh. Singh. Sundar Singh. He, uh, he loved Jesus. They found him many times in the mountain of Tibet. His, his, his toes were frozen. I think he lost several of his toes. Bare feet, walking in those villages and preaching the gospel. One time he knocked on this door and the kid opened the door. And the kid ran back to mama. Mama said, who's at the door? He said, Jesus is standing at the door. What she heard about Jesus, he heard about Jesus, he saw it in this man. That's what the world needs. The world doesn't need preachers. We got a bunch of them, slick hair, slick shoe, Armani suits with five bodyguards and a jet flight. I'm not, nothing against those. I wish I had them. I don't have them. (laughs) Nothing against them. But that's not what the world needs. They got Hollywood. All of them guys are in Malibu. They got him. What the world needs is men and women that look and act and talk and walk like Jesus. They're masters. He who is in Christ, he's a new creation. One translation says new species of being. If I was to translate the scripture, I would say he's a Superman. Hallelujah. That means there is nothing on this planet like a man that is born of God and has got God's spirit in him. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He who joins to the Lord, he is one spirit with him. He's not talking about the Holy Spirit because that's another place. As if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, uh, Romans 8, 11, that same spirit dwells in you. That's a different thing. When he says one spirit, he's talking about Jesus' man's spirit, human spirit. I become one with him just like him. I come into the same understanding, same position, same life, same mindset, same nature, same words, same character, same love, same anointing. I don't need your anointing. I don't need Elijah's or David's anointing. Hallelujah. You sang that song, I want to S- dance like David. Do you know what you're singing when you sing it? David got naked. See, you spit it out without you knowing what you're saying. I don't want to be like David. No, sir. I got a man who's 10 million times greater than David. His name is Jesus. I don't want to be like Elijah. I don't want to be like Elisha. Listen, Elisha in in his entire life did 12 miracles. In our half an hour program, thousands of people get healed in half an hour. Elijah wished that he was in my shoes. Joshua's anointing? That's silly stuff. That was all before Jesus came along. Okay, I'm not supposed to preach. I want to tell you about Islam. Listen. You want me to preach? Hallelujah. See, son, sons of God. The world, the Islamic world, needs a son of God. When I meet a Muslim and they tell me, no, Jesus is not the Son of God, I said, I'll prove it to you. If you want to know, I'll prove it to you that Jesus is the Son of God. I got on our TV and I said, all of your prayer will never be answered. I don't care how many times you turn up and down and read it in Arabic, God is not going to answer you. Why? Because Jesus, it's impossible to approach God without Jesus. I believe 90% of your prayers, Christians, will never be answered because you pray against God's word. And God will not hear you when you're against His will. A lot of time we say stuff that is contrary to the scripture. God has already made the provision for us. We say, if you give $50, God's going to bless you. What about Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3? Now oh, you asked me to preach, so I'm preaching. It says, blessed be the God. Now, many of you don't have the Bible, so you don't know whether I'm speaking the Bible or reading from the Quran, But you have the Bible, to, you brought it. How many of you have the Bible? Ooh, hallelujah. Now we're talking business. Jesus said, go into all the world and what? Make disciples. A disciple means a one who's disciplined to learn. A discipline to learn. How many kids have you seen go to school and never carry a pen and pencil and pad with them? Are going to church is religious. Forgive me, but I I, I think we need a reformation in the church because the Islamic world is in uproar and we do nothing about it because we're kids. We're milk suckers. We're not sons. They have never seen sons of God yet. That's why Jesus was only a prophet. You gotta prove it otherwise. I said you got to prove it otherwise and you got it in you that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. There is a man from Texas. He's a Texan with a Texan accent and a cowboy boots. He read this word that raised the dead stuck with him. Do y'all know who I'm talking about? He started laying hands on the dead people nobody got up. He went across the border to Mexico. That's a good place to practice your faith. Go across the border if you're afraid to do something in this country. We're too sophisticated to raise the dead people. He went across the border and he went in and started laying hands on. He said, I lay hands on 200 dead people. Not a single one of them moved. But a son takes possession of his inheritance. What does it mean that I'm joiner with Christ Jesus? You know what joiner means? What does it mean? You get 50% of what Jesus got. That's a legal document. Whatever he had, you got 50% your hand on it. Hallelujah. Did Jesus ever use his name to cast out devils? No. Did he ever say, in my name, come out? Why then the Bible says God gave him a name that is above all other names at the name of Jesus, Philippians chapter two, every knee on earth, in heaven, and under the earth shall bow their knee their knees. Why? Why would God give him something that he didn't use it? Because of you. When you say in the name of Jesus, it is as though Jesus Himself is standing there and praying that prayer before the Father. And you know how Jesus prays. He said in in John chapter 11, he said, the Father always hears me. Well, if the church had that kind of confidence, we would shake this planet. So when you say, Father, make sure you pray in accordance to his will. Don't you say, Father, send your glory. Don't you say, Father, bless me. That's a wrong prayer. Because Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, you have the Bible, right? It says, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, King James says all, spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now let me test your English. What tense is has blessed? Bad English. Past tense would be blessed. E.D., blessed. He blessed us. Has has blessed. What tense is it? Past perfect would be had blessed. Present perfect. You know what present perfect is? That's what I learned in school when I was 70 years old. Back in Iran. Present perfect tense is this. An action began in yesterday. And the operation is continuing It's operation through today into the future. Has blessed. Me with all spiritual blessing. Listen, if I had five dollars in my pocket, if I, had, I have two mints in my pocket, it's all I've got. If you ask me for these two mints, now I'm, I'm not giving it to you, but let's say I were because I need it. I've, I'm giving it to you now. Can you ask me for more mints? Why not? No, that's all I have. That's all I have. I couldn't give you any more because I gave you everything I had. Would that be wrong of you to say, give me some mint? Would it be wrong? Why? Because I told you that's all I have. Would it be wrong for you to say, Lord, bless me? Why? Because he has blessed you with. Mm. See, you read it in the scripture, but that's not yours. You agree to it. Thank you very much. (laughs) You agree with it. You consent to it, but you don't live it. That's why you listen to the preacher when he says, give me $150, and God is going to bless your family. You're buying God's grace. Something that he provided totally for free. Turn your Bible to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Somebody read me out loud. If you got a new King James, read me out loud so that everyone can hear. Verse 32, if you would. Not his son. Hallelujah. Okay, that's not new King James. Read me New King James How about that? Thank you very much. That was good. He did not spare us someone, him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all? This? With him also what? Freely. What? Freely. What does freely mean? Freely. It means you don't have to do anything to get it. When it was your birthday, they brought you a gift. Did you work for it? No. All you had to do be born on that day. Am <laughs> I right? All you have to do to get anything from God is be born in his household through faith in Christ Jesus. That's why Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, It is not of your works. You have been saved through faith, by grace, through faith. Not of your works, so that no one can boast before God. Oh, if you grab that right there, you've got 50% your hand on the stuff of Jesus. Hallelujah. So it doesn't depend upon what you do, who you are, how much you pray, how much you give. It all depends upon him. That's definition of grace. Grace means he did it, not you. Not based upon what you do, based upon what he does. Remember what Paul says. He says, I have labored more than them all. He's comparing himself with the other apostles. But he says, not I, the grace of God in me. The more I understand of God's grace, the more I live it, the more I give, the more I go, the more I love. The, you know, it's like this. I take Joel out today and I feed him and I'll pay for it. I take him out tomorrow. He wants to pass. So no, oh, no, I'll take him. I'll pay for it again. I take him third time. i pay for him. It's like a friend that I have, Bob Nelson. He just blesses me every time I see him. He just buys his stuff for me. He just bought it a car for my daughter, and and he paid, he lost out of his own pocket, and I didn't realize that, because I usually like to go there and and do it without his knowledge, because I know what he does, but every time I buy a car or anything from him, he blesses me to the point of his loss, the other, yesterday I was in his house, and I said, I looked at his place, I said, Bobby, you need a Persian carpet here, (laughs) he says, okay, let's go get one, I said, no, 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 I'm going to get it for you, I'm not going to let you pay for this. What is it? When I experience that love from him constantly, the love of God urges me. See, the more you know about God's love, the more. I cannot force you to go, force you to give. I can use the arm of the law and put a gun in your head, and I say, if you don't give, you're going to be cursed. But no, Jesus took my curse. Honey, if it depends upon me, I couldn't get God's attention by my giving. Because God's level of righteousness is way beyond my level. Are you listening to me? Let's yeah. yeah. see, we've got off on the wrong side of the road and we've been expanding on that side. We've developed in North Tulsa where everything's moving south. They built that mall on, was it 21st or Garnett? Yeah. Everything moves south. So they turned it into office instead of a mall. Coca Cola is there now, and we are developing on the wrong side of the road, instead of getting on the scripture. The Islamic world is craving for manifestation of sons of God. They desire for you to manifest who Jesus is. They say Jesus is a prophet. I got a different story to tell you. That's what I said when I was a Muslim. I said, are you the son of God? Show yourself. Show up. And I'll believe in you. Go over to John. See, we're talking about the Islamic world. They need Jesus. I'm equipping you what you need to do to get their attention. I talk about this in my book, Inside Islam. Miracles is number one thing that you can get their attention. Some of these people will not believe unless, hallelujah. Notice, they come to Jesus in verse 28. It says, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Verse 29, John chapter 6. Well, I thought you can find it by yourself, but uh, apparently not. So I got to help you out. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Father. Notice, he says, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. That's all you have to do. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you in the name of Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For we have faith we have received the faith of the Son of God. But that's not what they teach in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, they say you have to work at it. You got to read the scripture oftentimes to get faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. But that's not the faith that is talking about a faith of a believer. It's talking about a faith of unbeliever. An unbeliever must hear the gospel over and over again in order to believe. Go over to the book of uh, First Peter. First Peter, if you would. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You know, you need to get hold of my book about Islam. I explain all about Islam. You know what the Lord spoke to me this morning? Our <clears throat> zeal without knowledge is like an engine turned on. Put into gear, no driver. That that thing is dangerous. It can kill many people. That's what Muslims have. Muslims and Jews have it. They have zeal for God without knowledge. On the other side of the road, Christians, they have knowledge but no zeal. Knowledge is like this, without zeal. It's like having a Mercedes-Benz parked in your driveway. State-of-the-art Mercedes-Benz. Two hundred eighty thousand dollars Mercedes Benz, but it has no engine. It just looks pretty, and you come at it and open the door, sit in it, enjoy it, smell that smell of leather. But honey, you got the key in your hand, but you going nowhere because it has no engine in it. That's what Christians are like. They have knowledge. But they're going nowhere with it. Mmm. What hmm would do, do us good right now? <laughs> if you don't want to say amen, say, mmm. <laughs> knowledge. Knowledge. See, I can give you this knowledge about two Meccan period twelve years, Muhammad received peaceful revelation. When it says. Surah chapter 2, verse 256, Let there be no compulsion in religion. Truth to stand out clear from error. Whoever rejects evil and believes in Allah, (laughs) my time is up, has grasped the most trustworthy handhold that never breaks, and Allah hears and knows all things. Twelve years of peaceful revelation. Some people say, well, Islamic revelation was progressive revelation. That's wrong. Notice, Surah chapter 9, Medina's revelation. Ten years later, but when the forbidden months are past, fight, that word in qatalahum. Terry, what does qatalahum in Arabic mean? Kill. See, Yusuf Ali translated that word in Arabic. If you go look this up, Surah 9.5, in Arabic, there is a site called islamicity.com and it gives you Arabic and it gives you the Arabic and translation of it in several different languages or several different versions. Yusuf Ali is the most known and he toned down the language of the Quran Because of its violence. Kill and slay. Well, he says slay. The pagans, pagans means whoever considers, uh, that word in Arabic is mushrik. whoever considers other gods' partnership to God. That's Christians and the Jews. The pagans, wherever you find them and seize them, beleaguer them, lie in wait for them in every stratagem of war, but if they repent and establish regular prayers and practice regular charity, then open the way for them, for Allah is all forgiven, most merciful. Allah will forgive you if you convert. They say, is Islam peaceful? Of course it is, if you obey everything it says. Here is Meccan's revelation, Surah 262. Those who believe in the Quran and those who follow the Jewish scriptures, see, in the beginning, Muslim Muhammad wanted in Mecca, he wanted to appear to all the Jews in the Arabian Peninsula. So he, you know, they said it was, it was a progressive revelation. Honey, progressive revelation means this. You don't know the English language. Progressive revelation means I go to the math class, grade one. They say one plus one is two plus two is, four plus four is. And I grow out of that. And I come to second level, third level, fifth, sixth, seventh. And I come to high school and study algebra, right, or geometry. Geometry, what they teach me, it's deep stuff of math. But they cannot contradict that first level. One plus one still is going to be two in geometry class. But not in Islam. So Islam is not a progressive revelation. So it says here, those who believe, those who follow the Jewish scripture and the Christian and the Sabians, another religion, any who believe in Allah on the last day and work righteousness shall have their reward with their Lord on them shall be no fear, nor shall they grieve. Well, Surah chapter 9 verse 29 says, fight against that word, those who believe not in Allah nor the last day, nor hold that forbidden which has been forbidden by Allah and His messenger, nor acknowledge the religion of truth. How many of you acknowledge that Islam is of God? Well, you include in that verse right there. Let's find a hole in hide. Because that stay slay us. And we're not talking about radical group and Nominal group and Democrats and Republicans here. We're talking about the core belief. This is the teaching. A Muslim who reads this, he has to obey it. But you say, I got a good Muslim friend. He's good as long as you're in charge. Nor hold that forbidden, which has been forbidden by Allah, his message, nor acknowledge the religion, even if they are of the people of the book until they pay Josiah with willing submission and feel themselves of them. I said that Josiah means a blood money. You pay it in order to stay alive if you're under dominion of Islamic system. Many Coptic priests in Egypt have been murdered because they refuse to pay, and businessmen refuse to pay Josiah. In Mecca, Surah five, those who believe in the Quran, those who follow the Jewish scriptures and the Sabians and the Christians, any who believe in Allah and the last day and work righteousness on them shall be no fear, nor shall they grieve. No fear on them. Well, that's not what he says in Medina's Revelation, Surah, chapter five, verse fifty-one. O you who believe. Talking about Muslim. Take not the Jews and the Christians for your friends and protectors. They are but friends and protectors to each other. And he amongst you that turns to them, for friendship is of them. Verily, Allah guides not a people unjust. They actually call it najis, unclean. If you touch a Christian, you have to wash your hands. My sister, after four years who believed I was now heathen, came to visit me and my mother. Every time she washed, she touched me, she loves me to death, she went and washed her hands. Every time she kissed me, she had to take a shower. I knew what she was doing, so I asked her one day, I had to challenge her. I said, why are you doing this? She said, you're unclean. I kept hugging her. I kept <laughs> hugging her. I don't know how many times a day she took a shower. She clogged my bathroom in Madrid, Spain. You see, religion changed. You know, we have God says, I am God and I change not. But that's not the case with Allah. Allah says, I am Allah and I change every day. (laughs) There's so many controversies in the Quran. And you know, these people need the truth. The people that follow this, they need to know that God loves them. You know, I have uh, written a book called uh, Blood of the Sword, Blood of the Cross, my testimony, how I came to Christ, I gave you a very short version of it yesterday. When the Lord called me to mission after three years after my conversion, because I started preaching right away, I started knocking on doors right away and asking if there was anybody sick in the house. I figured out I couldn't win a Muslim by arguing with them. Neither can you. But I thought if I can show who Jesus is, I can win their heart. I came to, and I was a brand new believer. I thought, you know what, if I get him healed, I can get their attention. Because I I figured out to myself, if I don't get them healed, if my prayer is not answered, I haven't lost much. They were sick to begin with, and they were Muslim. (laughs) What happens if you start investing with zero dollar, and you invest and you lose it all, how much have you lost? (laughs) That much knowledge I had. And I started winning Muslims for Jesus. Jesus. Manifest, and I kept praying day and night. Father, in the name of Jesus, open these guys' blind eyes. Father, give me the gift of healings. Father, give me the gift of... I used to sit till 2 o'clock in the morning, read the scripture, and cry and pray. Cry and pray. I read this scripture in Revelation. Jesus said, I stand behind the door and knock. Whoever hears my voice and open the door, I come in and sup with them. I took it literally. So I went out in the best supermarket, best store in Sweden, and I bought these three beautiful crystal glasses, and I put them on my shelf. And every night I would say, I said, Lord, come and we'll, I'll cook you some Persian dinner. And I'm not going to let anybody use these glasses and these dishes, but you alone. Every night I prayed. and he didn't show up, not in my eyes, but he showed up in, per, in person, in his spirit. I was so in love with the Lord and I kept praying and I kept praying and I kept putting my demand on, on that power. I kept, I kept grabbing, although I didn't know the scripture, I kept demanding that, that same power that came to me comes to these Muslims. Isn't that what Paul says? If you give me a few more minutes, forgive me for going over time. Because you 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 changed, you said preach. So I wasn't planning to preach, so I, I preached a little bit to you. Go over to Colossians chapter two. I'm I'm here to equip you in case if you one day come to your Mercedes and find an engine in it. And so you want to do you want you don't know where to go now. Now you got the engine, you don't know where to go. What did I say, Colossians chapter four? Notice what Paul says here. Colossians 4, he says, continue, verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means you always know it's going to be answered. That's a guaranteed answered prayer. Whatsoever, John said, Jesus said in John 16, verse 23 and 24, whatsoever you pray in, the Father, in my name to the Father, he will do it that the Son may be glorified, the Father may be glorified in the Son. With thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us. That what? That God would open to us a door for the word. You know, I read this one time and I said, Lord, wait a sec. It's your door. It's your gospel. Why don't you open the door for it and I'll walk through it? Why should I be anxious about your door? It's your door. You do something about it. But did you know God couldn't do anything on the earth unless I asked him? If I lease you my house. And you lease my house, you give it to your daughter. Legally, I have no right to walk into that house, although that house belongs to me. Until the lease is out, then I will walk in. But as long as the lease is written under Adam's name, God cannot do anything unless I pray him. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus, open. I prayed it for 10 years, day and night. Father, open the door to the Islamic world. I had a vision for TV before the satellite invention was made. Before there was internet, I, I built my office big enough so that I could put a camera and sit there and teach in Farsi. Because Jesus, when the Holy Ghost comes, he will tell you of the things to come. He showed me long before there was any creation called satellite TV, I had it in my spirit that I will reach to the Muslim world. Because I figured out, listen, if I want to be a missionary, go to the Muslim world. Not, not putting down any missionary working there. We, we need that. But in my lifetime of being in a Muslim country, with all the hindrances that is to me, if I stay alive, I probably will reach about 100 or 200 people. But satellite TV, half an hour, 50 million Muslims watch me and they cannot argue with me. You can cuss me as much as you want. You can say I kill you, but at the end of the program I say touch the TV set and God's power is going to go through your body. One man was joking. He laughing, he mocking me. He said, "Let me try this." He put his hand on the TV. He said the TV screen melted. He said, "My hand went inside of the TV and my hand grabbed your hand on the other end." What is it? Manifestation of God's power. That's what Jesus did. That's what he wore the whole Israel because of the miracle that he performed. That's God's way of reaching to some that without seeing, by no means, Jesus said, by no means you people shall believe unless they see it. There was a man, his two sisters accepted the Lord, his wife accepted the Lord. Almost the whole family came to Christ through our TV broadcast. Every time he saw me on TV, he, he mocked me. He, he cussed me out. And one day they were all together watching. He said, look, he said, he says, lay hands on and I'm going to lay hands and see what happens. He lay hands on the TV. He says, see, nothing has happened. He went to bed. He's fallen asleep. Jesus appears to him in his dream. Jesus started talking to him. He couldn't understand a word. He says, I don't understand what you're saying. He says, I saw you standing next to Jesus, translating what he said in the Farsi language to me, and I could understand what Jesus was saying. The following day, he accepted Jesus. One time, there was a man. Same situation, cussing me all the time before his family. He comes home, and while I'm, lately I've been getting a lot of names, first name and last name. I called out his name, first name and last name. And I said, Mr. So-and-so, aren't you tired of cussing this gospel out? Right before his family. Now, I may remind you, I pre-programmed that three, pre-taped it three months earlier before he saw it. He got on his knees and started weeping, accepting Jesus right before, before his family. What is it? It's God's power. The gospel is, not will be, but is. What is it? God's power. Osborne told me, brother Osborne told me, he said, people ask for power. That's foolishness. What they're asking is for more gospel. You preach the gospel as it is. It's God's power unto salvation. It grabs every hard person on this planet. If you preach it as it is and don't add your stuff to it. Your denomination, your religion stuff to it. But Paul says, pray that God may open a door unto us for what? For his word. I kept praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, open a million doors for the Muslim world that I can preach to millions I didn't dare even to say it to my family. If I said it to some of the missionaries among Muslims, they would laugh at me. Because most of them came to me, they said, don't say Jesus is the Son of God when you preach to Muslims. With all due respect to all of you guys in the Muslim world, if you got that kind of philosophy, change it right now. I said, if you're selling me a shoe, and you call it Italian, or Italian in Oklahoma dialect, and you're saying it's $250. Honey, you better tell me what kind of leather that shoe is made of. Or I'm not buying it from you. We you don't say Jesus is the Son of God. You're not preaching the gospel. Because if you believe in your heart that God, Romans 10, 9 and 10, God raised Him from the dead. And if you confess Him with your mouth that He is God, then and then only you shall be saved. Other than that, you got nothing but a dead religion. Hallelujah. Hey, you don't like what I'm telling you? I'll tell it to the next person. That's what Paul did. I'm not stuck up on you. You don't like what I'm saying? There are a billion people that are waiting to hear. There are 100, 100, 1.5 billion Muslims. If 100 of them want to kill me, there are 1,000 in the corner that want to listen to me. Hallelujah. Think like Jesus. I said, think like Jesus. Act like Jesus. Kenyan said, manifest or practice the presence of the Lord. They shut one door, God is opening next door. That's what Paul says, pray. Lady here asked me, how do we pray? Pray that God may open a door for his word in Egypt, in Yemen, in Afghanistan, our broadcast is going there, but there are no TV sets and no satellite dishes. We got many Afghanis who do have it, have accepted the Lord. In our services around the world, more Afghanis are coming now because they saw me on TV in Afghanistan. I was just in Austria. Five of them in one altar call came to the Lord. Just 10 years ago, if 10 Afghanis were saved, that would be a big number. What is it? God has opened a tremendous door. But we ain't got no engine in our vehicles. And I can go anywhere. But add a little bit of zeal to it. Add a little bit of zeal to that knowledge that you're getting right now. And say, I want to make a difference. And we got all tools to equip you to get there. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forever. See, the Word of God. I want to read three verses and then I pray. Notice in Acts chapter 6, there was a problem in the church. And the apostles, number one, if there is a lack, the apostles prayed. They said, you take care of it. Choose six men among you, seven men among you, and we're going to give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the Word. Notice in verse 7 of Acts chapter 6, read from verse 1 to 7, but 7 here it says, Then the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. There is a coalition between, correlation or coalition, I guess both words are correct, between spreading the word and faith coming to the hearts of unbelievers. When the word spreads, there is no hindrance for the word, faith arises in their heart you know why the Iranian government is stopping or scrambling our satellite dish especially my program they allow all these other preachers to be preaching except me what is it about my message that they're so anxious about that tells me I'm preaching right stuff because (laughs) Muslims are converting thousands of them are converting as they hear the message of the gospel nothing special about me I'm just like you Accepted the grace of our Lord. Not ours, but grace of God. But I, I, I cleanse me from all that stuff, religious stuff that we inherited. Notice Acts chapter 12. I said three verses. That was one. Acts chapter 12. Notice what it says here. Actually, Acts chapter 13. There was a problem in the area where Paul was preaching. Now, the second opp- first opposition, first, first problem is lack. They had lack. They prayed. The word spread. Second is the religious group. It says in verse 44 of Acts chapter 13, On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. Paul said, you don't want to hear it? Tough. I'm going to the Gentiles. He says that in verse 47. And in verse 48, now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal, I believe. Verse 49, and the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. You see, there is a connection between faith and God's word spreading. The third instance is Acts chapter 19. And here the opposition is demonic. Is, is opposition is directly from Satan and all these itinerary Jewish people. In verse 13, it says, then some of the itinerant uh, itinerate Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. Why does he know Paul? Because he's a joint heir. He carries the name. It's got that same anointing that was on Jesus. Not the anointing that was on Raisin, Sappho or Benny Hinn, but on Jesus. Notice, then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped, uh, leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Notice verse 20. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. So you want to see result in Egypt, in Kyrgyzstan, in Kazakhstan, in Iran, in Yemen? Pray, Father, in the name of Lord Jesus. Come on, get parts for your engine. One part is prayer. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus, open a door to Yemen, wherever God is calling you and burdening you with. Every single one of you has a call. You may not go, but you have a call on you. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus, I pray for this area. Open the door for that area. Father, for the word, not for me. Notice what Paul said. Open the door to us for his word. Don't you pray for your ministry. Lord, send me money. No, don't, don't pray that. But Lord, open the door for the word. I pray that all that pray all day long. Father, in the name of Jesus, open the door. You know, I'm praying for America now. Because I've got to open door in the Middle East. I'm praying for America. Father, open the door that this reformation of the new covenant may come to churches and we may raise a bunch of sons of God. Not sons of God, but sons of God. Are you listening to me? So that they may go forth and manifest the life of God. Manifest the life of God. Superman, superwoman. Hallelujah. Father, open the door. Father, open the door for Yemen. Father, open the door for for Libya. Libya. Father, open the door to Egypt. Can we do that right now? Raise our hand and say that. Pray that prayer. Pray for that area where God has burdened you with. Pray that prayer. Make it a a constant prayer. Father, I pray in the name of Lord Jesus. With thanksgiving, Paul says. I pray in the name of Lord Jesus that you open. Now, everybody, you all pray with me. Hallelujah. Father, pray. I pray that you open the door to Afghanistan. For the word to may go forth. I pray for uh, satellite dishes and TV, TV sets that may be brought into that land. In the name of Lord Jesus. In the name of Lord Jesus, Father, we pray. Come on, let's just stand on our feet and pray. Uh, the Bible says pray fervently, fervently. Hallelujah, zebegada, fervently means with zeal. Hallelujah, with knowledge. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for all these Arab nations that are in the uproar, uproar and, and upheaval right now, oh God. Celebaga all the unrestfulness of the radicalism that is coming, we pray simultaneously a door may be opened for the gospel in those nations. That the word may be preached as is. Oh, give us the strength by the power of your Holy Spirit. That we may walk according to the truth and the power and the love of God, oh God. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you for this church strengthen them I pray, expand them I pray, give them ideas that can bring millions of dollars for the gospel O God. Hallelujah to your wonderful and holy and precious name. Lord we trust, we believe in the word. The word is us, in us. Hallelujah it becomes one in us just like it was in Jesus. We praise you for your calling upon every single one of, every child in this place. All of them guys that are excited running up there in the second level, we pray for them. Zap them with the Holy Ghost, oh God. Zap them with knowledge, I pray. Strengthen their inner man this morning, I pray. And all of our young people here, that don't know what to do and are concerned about going to the school and and looking cute and and good like their peers. But, Father, I pray that they have knowledge so that they may be strong wherever they are. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Open the door for the word in this region, in this city, in this city, cleanse us from all religious acts and deeds and philosophies of men, O God. Sanctified, sanctified by the power and the word of Almighty God. Washing of the church, washing of the church by the word. Hallelujah. Strengthen the marriage as I pray. Grab the hand of your husband or your wife if they're next to you. If you're a brother, grab the hand of your sister. If, you're, if you have nobody, grab somebody's hand. God's going to help you here. Hallelujah. Father, Say it. Say, Lord, strengthen me in my inner man that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith that I may be rooted and grounded in love. That I may walk a walk that is worthy of Jesus pleasing the Father. I pray that for me, and for my wife, for my husband, for my brother, and for my sister. In Jesus' wonderful name. Now, love on somebody. Tell them they are a believer. They're good. They look good. Tell them something good. God bless you. Amen. I'm done. Hallelujah. The Lord finally released you from me. Glory be to God. going to ask the elders to come. I just feel we should pray for Reza, that the Lord will continue to open doors for him as he ministers uh, throughout the Middle East, particularly into uh, Iran, Afghanistan.